If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We here at the Fumbling Four Network take mental health very serious. If you or someone you know is having thoughts of suicide, please reach out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. If you don't like talking on the phone, you can text or start an online chat. Once again, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Got something that might interest you. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me are my fellow hosts, Ariel. Hello. And Daniel. Hi there. And a very special guest with us today. We thought we'd bring along somebody from behind the scenes. Our lovely, lovely artist. None other than the drunk pug. Say hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) So we wanted to take a second and make a bonus episode to introduce you to some of the people behind the scenes and to thank some of those people behind the scenes. They're doing wonderful work and they don't get enough recognition and so we just wanted to take a moment to get to know the cast and get to know the people behind the scenes yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) before we dive into it i have to say a very special thank you to somebody now this person sits behind a computer screen all day does all the edits day in day out for all nine of our podcasts the music, finding the right music, finding the special sound effects, everything goes into this and it's extensive and it takes hours. Not only do they take the time to edit all these things and do all this stuff, but they also participate in multitude of these podcasts and has to do research for a lot of these podcasts. So I want to say a very special thank you to Ariel. Well, thank you <laughs> for your thank you. Uh, a lot of what you listen to and enjoy from, you know, all of our shows within our network, it's thanks to her. So if you're sitting in your car listening, you're at home, just put your hands together, give her a quick shout out on Discord, just give her a big thank you and show her that we love her because she's awesome and we appreciate her. Now I'm going to get a bunch of hate mail. <laughs> <laughs> you should edit it this way. <laughs> I can't well, believe with you that left being... that part in. 
I can't believe you. So with all that being said, today we're going to take it, like I said before, and a, a little moment to meet and greet and introduce ourselves and some of the behind the scenes people. So we're going to talk about some of our favorite video games besides Resident Evil. So Pug. Yes. Mr. Pug. Mr. Pug. <laughs> what are some of your favorite video games? Uh, man, that's, that's, that's a hell of a list. I gotta say, that is a hell of a list. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like picking a favorite child, but I, I gotta start off the bat with, with, uh, The Witcher 3. Easily. Oh, 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 easily, all right. Easily. Um, I mean, I just, everything about The Witcher is, is phenomenal. You know, the books, the TV show, all the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, like, I never properly enjoyed an RPG until I played The Witcher 3, and that just that just blew me away. That just blew me away. What was it about it that blew you away? Um, I think the setting, really, um, is very sort of dark. It's not too, like, high fantasy. I feel like a lot of games that I played before then were so very much like, ooh, I'm a mystical elf, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that it was very dark and very gritty, you know. Mm, yeah. Um, and it, it, it suited, it suited the medium very well, you know. And yeah, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it. I've got a few Witcher tattoos, so <laughs> well into it, well into it. <laughs> well into it. Yeah. I think Ariel said she enjoyed the Witcher series. I did. Ooh, like, did. <laughs> did. Well, I haven't played them in quite a while, so, you know, quite a while. Gonna have to change that. Mm. <laughs> if I have time, because, you know, I'm so busy editing. <laughs> Can't see it right now, but I'm, I'm giving a big heart to her. What was it you enjoyed about the Witcher series? I can't give you a definitive answer. I know. I'm lame. I know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I just enjoy it. You know how you just enjoy games? Yeah, yeah, all right. You know? It's not really a definitive answer. I just enjoyed it. Daniel, what was your take on the Witcher? I liked it, but at one point I had stopped playing it. And with any game like The Witcher, if you don't remember what you were doing, <laughs> you have to start over because yeah. they, sometimes you don't get direction that you need. So I'm at that point where I was like, I don't remember what I was doing last. So I have to start over. Is it bad that that's the way I was too? <laughs> I've never finished any of The Witcher games because I'll put oh. it down for a while. I'll be like, ah, I got really busy. And then when you go back to it, you're like, I don't know what I was doing. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a big trouble with the third one, especially. I mean it's so overwhelming oh. with how much content there is in that. Um, but then at the other end of the spectrum, it is good that there is so much content that you you just have so much to do. You know, I think that was one of the biggest complaints I had about it, mm. and it was something similar. And we'll get to it. It was something as similar I felt about Breath of the Wild as well. Mm, yeah is that the minute you get dropped into it it's like this expansive world and there's no almost no direction yeah yeah and you're just to that (laughs) yeah you just go and it's so big and you can easily get lost with side quest after side quest after side quest 
that's exactly what happened. I opened, I, I turned it on after about two weeks of not playing it, turned it on, went to go back in. I had like 16 open side quests and I'm like, I don't even remember where this village or this person was. That's the issue I'm with that done. game. There's no sort of proper tracking of the, of the quest. Mm-hmm. So it will say like, oh, go here and speak to them. I'm like, I don't even know where that is. Who is that person? <laughs> How do I find this? How do I do any never of this? Met, never met this person a day in my life. Yeah, yeah I spent half my time just Googling. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that shouldn't take away from the game. It is still oh, an yeah. enjoyable yeah, game. It's, it's still fun. It's still like a phenomenal game, you know, Breath of the Wild. Oh, yeah. Um, and it is, it's definitely, yeah, one of my favorite games I've played on the Switch. But it's it does suffer from uh, a lack of direction. Yeah, yeah. So, Ariel, you give us a favorite video game. What do you got? Um... There's video games other than the Resident Evil. <laughs> there's a couple. Not many, but there's a couple. There's a couple. There's not many, yeah. Well, so, <laughs> for real, like way back in the day, way back when I was just a tiny little Ariel. Way back in the way back machine. I absolutely loved Mario Kart 64. Okay. Now, that's a huge jump from Resident Evil. Okay. Like, I was a wee little Ariel. <laughs> And I absolutely loved playing that over and over and over and over and over and over again. What was it about it that made it so replayable for you? Because you were racing. (laughs) Racing. See, when I beat all of it, I was done. No, no, you keep playing. I had to play the tracks like 500 times a piece. (laughs) It was a good game. I mean, I can't take that away from it, but... It's, it's just for you. It just seems like such a jump to go from Resident Evil to Mario no, Kart. No, it was Mario Kart to Resident Evil. That's still a huge jump. It's the same genre, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, a Resident Evil Kart racer will be amazing. Yes. <laughs> like I would. That would be awesome, and I would play the fuck out of that. <laughs> It would be pretty awesome. Can you imagine Nemesis in a tiny little go-kart? They, they put Donkey Kong in a little <laughs> go-kart, so. He's got wider shoulders, I think. All I can picture is Mr. X and Nemesis in little tiny go-karts with he their might... arms pinned in. They're like in first and second place, getting towards the line, just sort of bumping into each other. <laughs> Capcom uh, works with nintendo in this case and puts them in as characters let's go let's go capcom let's go let's we, we need we need this i'm waiting for them to go to smash bros honestly <laughs> oh gosh <clears throat> well daniel you're up next what do you got i guess i'll stick with newer now because we kind of did mid range <laughs> and then old that's fine that's fine oh my gosh i like the horizon series where it's going you know, I have never played the Horizon games. It's got a good story. I it always comes out for me with other games that I want to play. Like right now, Horizon Two has come out, and I'm busy playing Elden Ring, and you know the expansions for Destiny Two, like, and then Resident Evil will inevitably come out with another game. Well, each time I stream, 
this or like even today i mentioned i was like yeah i can't wait for horizon 3 and i haven't even got probably through halfway through the story and i'm like there's got to be a horizon 3 after this there's got to be there's got to be and then when you know i'm gonna laugh is when daniel gets to the end and it's like a full closure ending like all the questions are answered there's no way there can be a three and he goes yeah it's gonna be a three yeah go on twitter just go <laughs> on work it out. horizon three They'll work it out. oh gosh oh so what's your favorite part about the Horizon series? I mean, they have tons of different machines that are based off of some real things. Mm. Because uh, I literally just fought a hippo <laughs> yesterday. A robotic hippo. God. And the other ones, they have a T-Rex, basically. Yeah, it's got a lot of different... and then But it's your more um, tribal, as it's, mm. it takes you back. Like, you have some newer type weapons like if you get some from machines and some enemies have like a like a variant of a machine gun but mostly you're stuck with spears and some more things like that special abilities yeah i mean i've seen some of the gameplay especially when you've streamed it um it, it's piqued my interest but i again it's uh, for me it hasn't piqued my interest enough to drop any of the other games i'm playing that's fine i haven't picked up Elden ring so i'm in the same boat <laughs> Oh, goodness. What do you think of the Horizon series, Ariel? I know absolutely nothing about it. (laughs) (laughs) Not gonna lie. Well, we'll pitch it to Pug then. What does Pug think of the Horizon series? Uh, I I love it. I do love it. Um, I am ashamed to say I never actually finished the first one. Um, And I've gone back to it two or three times, and I've pretty much gotten to the same point and have been like, I'm going to play something else for a little bit. And I've not gone back. <laughs> and I even bought the like legendary collector's edition, you know, of the first game that came with the figurine. Because I was like, oh, I'm so into it. Oh, it's gonna be so good. And I, oh god, I probably got into like the sort of deserty area, it's, like just coming out <laughs> of like could be anywhere. <laughs> oh man, like I, like literally coming well, like God, I don't even know. Just like the big city, the big desert city. I just came into that sort of area. Um. I don't know the names. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine. I haven't played the first one in a while. I would yeah. laugh if it was like within 15 minutes of playing, you get to this point yeah. where he stopped every no, it's, time. It's a, it's a few hours of gameplay. It's a good few hours of gameplay. Um, and I I just thought, I don't know if I played something else at the time or not, but I did I did go back to it again fairly recently because um, a, a, a friend of mine was just like, he, he loves the game so he was like you know you need to you need to play it before the second one comes out so I was like, okay yeah fine i'll do it i'll do it and I, I just did the same thing again i got to near enough the same point and i went oh look i've got this downloaded i'll play that now oh <laughs> <laughs> um, well for me i would have to say currently next <laughs> wow <laughs> You see, this is how I get treated. Uh, now, I would have to say currently one of my favorite games going right now is Elden Ring. Um, prior to that, I would say, aside from the RE series, it's definitely going to be Bloodborne. And both of these games are currently some of my favorites because of the very horror-esque genre that they kind of render, especially Bloodborne, since it's very much a monster mashup fight them all kind of thing uh i think that's what draws me to these 
especially, you know, well, I won't jump into Elden Ring too much because it's new and there's a bunch of people that haven't played through it, but the people who have played through it, you know, the creatures like right from the get go, the creatures. Yeah, they're they they give you the whole they give you the new resi vibes on some of them. Oh, yeah. Are you sure you like Elden Ring because you scream an awful <laughs> I watched her scream as his character fell off a cliff once. That was hilarious. I do. I do scream quite a bit. Sorry, Aaron. We all do. We all do. <laughs> so the worst part of this, and Ariel knows what's going to happen, is soon I am going to be doing a charity drive Twitch stream with Wolfslore, and we're going to be playing Elden Ring we're going to attempt to play Elden Ring for 24 hours. After hour three, he's done. <laughs> yeah. When, in the, we're going to be playing it for, you know, a good cause. We're going to be doing it for suicide awareness. So all the money raised during that stream will go straight to suicide awareness. But Wolf even looked at me and was like, are you sure we want to do just Elden Ring? <laughs> this is a very stressful game. I was like, oh, yeah, 24 hours Elden Ring. Let's do this. Okay. I pray for your sanity, honestly. <laughs> I pray for your sanity. <laughs> Hour twenty three. He, he doesn't have any. <laughs> no, no. Crazy idea. We come up with these crazy ideas. But no, that's those those are some of my more modern favorites. Uh and it's because of that horror vibe, that similar RE horror vibe that they give. Well, going off of uh horror, I want to talk a bit about other horror games because Ooh. obviously talk a lot about about resi mm-hmm. and there is a lot more out there than resi that and admittedly you know resi's up and down on the horror scale you know um but i want to know what some of your guys favorite horror games are that are not resident evil i've got one go for it ariel uh the evil within mm. Ooh. Very good. Hated it. Yeah, you hate it because you have to think your way out of situations. (laughs) That's why you hate it. I'm a gun-toting badass, okay? Uh, Can't relate. That was was one of the things that I absolutely loved about the game, is you have to, really, you have to figure out ways to get out of the situations that you're in. It's not a shoot them and go. Yeah, I learned that the hard way. Uh, I got to like, I think like chapter 12 or 13 or wherever it was with the chainsaw guy. You have to run around and hide. I had gotten all the weapons and guns and everything I needed. I had no ammo for my handgun. I had two shotgun shells left and I had no healing items. And I have like, I had like barely any health. So one hit from him and I was done. So I think I played that. I think about 10 times over and just threw the controller down and said I was done and never touched evil within again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like to think my way out of things. (laughs) So what, what was the aspect that you enjoyed most out of it though? That, that was the aspect. The the thinking aspect. Yeah. Because I love puzzles. I love riddles. I love Mm. thinking my way out of things and it wasn't just to shoot them all and move on it was you have to hide you have to find a way out without you know mm. i loved that part of it so i i saw pug's eyes go up real high when she mentioned that what are, what are your takeaways from evil within 
Oh man, that, uh, I just uh, I think I've got PTSD honestly. <laughs> there are some moments in that game that I uh, from just the, the the intro alone it just blows your mind of just like okay, what the hell, what the hell is going on? Yeah, you know, uh, and then you're just sort of thrust uh, thrust into this sort of yeah this world that's this just overrun with all this horrible horrible shit. <laughs> um it yeah i mean that's that's one of the games that i'm definitely like it's on my replay list you know um and i i definitely i think would go back and and probably stream it um it's 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 definitely very sort of resi because it's i mean it's obviously made by uh one of the creators of resident evil um so it's, it's it's definitely got the uh, the feel, you know. <laughs> uh, Shinji Mikami, who did who did the original Resi, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's very no, yeah. It's it's for sure a it screams Ari. Mm. It really does scream Ari. I didn't hear it ever say or scream. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's, it's one of the little little Easter eggs in the beginning. You got to listen for it. There's a guy in the back that goes, Resident Evil. Oh, okay. <laughs> what did you think of it, Daniel? I actually never played it. Oh, boo. I have it for PS3 if you ever want to. <laughs> My PS3 is still functionable. Uh, where is it? I got it here somewhere. I oh, have, he's pulling it out. One. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> they can't see the footage. <laughs> there you go. And two. Uh, I've never played two. Have you? Yeah. I didn't uh, beat it, though. Okay, I have to do that. I am building myself up to two. <laughs> <laughs> so, Daniel, what do you got for a favorite horror game? See, I don't play too many. Uh, I was trying to think of one, and it's been a long time since I probably played one, and that's if it counts, and that would be like the Left 4 Dead series. Ooh. Yeah. I'd count it. Yeah. But but I don't play... Most of my genres is like the sci-fi and the fantasy stuff, but I mean, every once in a while, there'll be something I like Resident Evil, but mostly it's that the other two genres that I play. But I did like Left 4 Dead, especially multiplayer, mm-hmm. but then... I mean, and if you did not have a good enough team with you uh, and the tank came in, yeah, you were screwed. Yeah. There was many a times <laughs> yeah. where somebody gets left behind because the tank attacks you while you're trying to get on the chopper or anything else like that. Like trying so, to get to the safe room and there's one guy just like left behind. It's like, you're <laughs> the hell of you. Bless the rest of us getting dead. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know if you've noticed the same trend I have, Pug, but zombies are still in forms because i know that evil within isn't zombies but you do have these like zombie-esque characters zombies are kind of the theme for this for uh, our hosts so far mm. and i'm gonna i'm gonna change that because my two favorite games i'm gonna go for two on this one because it's a tie for me so my first one is the calling on the wii oh i don't know if anybody here has played it I'm just gonna google it Nope. <laughs> Pug's nope. like, I haven't played it. I'm going to Google it. Um, it is a survival horror theme, but you don't get any weapons or anything. It is it is very much a 
essentially you're a your character that's stuck in a haunted japanese school and you how you have is your cell phone and the cell phone is a wiimote and anytime it you get a call you'll hear the call through the wiimote and you have to actually put it up to your ear and you remember they had those little speakers on the wiimote yeah somebody would talk through it and be like I'm three steps behind you. And it was the creepiest shit ever. Yeah, I know. I, I do great. know this game. I do know this game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but my my second uh favorite horror game that is tied with this one is Parasite Eve. I thought you were gonna say something different. Oh, you mean like Silent Hill or Fatal Frame. Fatal Frame. That's what I thought. I was you expecting were. Yeah. Fatal Frame, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting I liked, like down the Japanese fruit of like yeah Fatal Frame or something. <laughs> I liked Fatal Frame, I did, and I liked Silent Hill, and they're close. They're close thirds for me, but the reason I liked Parasite Eve is because it had a very expansive storyline, and I loved that about it. And it had a lot of twists and turns throughout the series, and it very much mirrored Resident Evil in that aspect. I love the song. <laughs> I was going to say, all I can think of is Bring Me the Horizon. <laughs> yep. If you haven't played Parasite Eve, you need to play Parasite Eve. The song the that is. Yeah. In the PSP version. The third birthday or whatever. Yep, yep. The third birthday, yeah. I haven't got a chance to play third birthday because I kind of got away from the PlayStation around that time. <sighs> but I'm coming back around and I'm going to play the third birthday. Well, I have the first two if you want to play them on a regular PlayStation. I mean... <laughs> But yeah, so those are those are my two. The calling I liked because it was just kind of fun horror. The whole time it was just jump scares and like random creep effects. There's a good storyline behind it, but it was that was that was the game. It was just jump scares and you know it was a good scare time, like you were living a horror movie. And with Parasite Eve, I liked it because it was very much a mirror of Resident Evil, except for it had really good. It had a lot more focus on the storyline element of things throughout the game. And it was a very long game. If I remember rightly, it was like two or three discs. It was a very, very long game. So those are my two horror games. Back when Squaresoft actually did horror games. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, oh, what's Pugs? Uh, I've got to go with uh, Alien Isolation. Uh, <laughs> honestly terrifying um oh, i'm a massive fan of the alien franchise uh and when that game came out it, 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 we oh, i don't think there's really been an alien game like it or i mean there's not in my opinion there's not really been a horror game that scared me as much since um and it's so it's so atmospheric and just really puts you in that world um that even now i mean what it came out 20 16 i think and it still it still mm-hmm. looks just phenomenal um and i think there's a vr version of it now and i don't want to play it nope. <laughs> i don't nope. want to play it <laughs> part of me wants to there's a, there's a part of me that's like that could be fun um but then there's a sensible part that says you will die <laughs> you, you will die you will die <laughs> um no but like yeah i i've I, I, you know i love all the uh well, nearly all the alien films, but it gives gives you <laughs> it, it really puts you in that world in in such a brilliant way. Um, 
and definitely gives you that sort of feeling sort of hopelessness and very um like the odds are very much stacked against you um for the majority of the game um but they oh it's just it's just good <laughs> if you haven't played it you need to play it it's, yeah i mean like i just it's just such a good game uh, it's such a good game and like the closest that they've come since would be well i mean I think the only alien game since was Aliens Fire Team, and that's very much what uh, Colonial Marines should have been. Um, mm-hmm. And it and it does also really represent the series very, very, very well. Um, and that game is yeah, that's that's just that's just great. It's such a good good shooter, and it's very it's very left for dead in a way as well. Uh, it's definitely got some. It borrows a lot of those sort of vibes of. Uh, like waved fence and mm-hmm. various different alien types, um, but then obviously goes more in depth with like class building and skill trees and that kind of thing. Yep, yep. Uh, it's it's very oh, it's, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> so to wrap us up here, I thought it'd be fun for us to discuss some theories about where the RE series is going to take us from here. So, we know we've got a couple games planned and slotted for the next coming years. We know one of them has to be, at this point, a remake of RE4. So, that leaves two open for us. And one of them is already codenamed Hank. So, I want to hear from Pug first what he thinks the RE, the RE universe has in store for us for these next three. Oh, man. I I think they're gonna go with something to do with um with Rose from from Village. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to spoil the end of Village or anything like that <laughs> uh, for people that haven't played it yet. Um, yeah. But there there will be stuff to do with her, and I feel like they will run with that. Um, and hopefully they'll do something. There's a bit more towards its roots. Um, because mm-hmm. I felt like Village as good as it was, was still more of the same of what we've had is it's to gunplay. So I feel like they, they hopefully would go, yeah, with more towards their roots on that. But then obviously, yeah, the, the, the VR, um, VR, Resi 4 remake is mm-hmm. rumored, confirms it's on the cards, it's, you know? Yeah. It's, it's all it's over there. the place. Yeah. <laughs> it's, def- it's definitely there, but they're like, no, no, it's not. It's there. It's there. We're just waiting for him yeah. to go. Yeah, it's there. Yeah. So I, I think they'll definitely do something with Rose. 100%. Oh, yeah. What do you think the future's got in store for us, Ariel? So you said codename Hank. So what I envision in my head <laughs> is um, Hank at an office with like, oh, zombies are coming. Just a Hank. Just a normal guy. See, when you said Hank, I was thinking of uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. <laughs> and, uh, I was like, yeah, I'd love to see that. <laughs> nah, he's just a blue shirt, khaki pants, guys chilling in an office and some zombies come in. That's that's just going to be the show, <laughs> the movie, the video game. That's Hank. One of those words. <laughs> and then another, the other installment is going to be just Chris punching boulders the entire <laughs> video game. It's just a cr- but Chris it's a connect punching game. boulders mini game. <laughs> it's a connect game. 
Yes. <laughs> this is how this is how Xbox is bringing back their Connect. Yeah. We know we, we know we uh, oh. really uh, really fucked it, but <laughs> we're bringing back something something everyone wants. We're bringing it back, guys. We're bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Oh it's next, my god! It's the next big hit. I'm telling you, boulder punching. Yep. <laughs> it'll be on TikTok. It'll be everywhere. I promise. <laughs> it'll be like uh, it'll be like Legend of Zelda's crossbow training. Oh god, don't. <laughs> oh, we don't talk about that. Why did you bring that up? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Danny, what do you think the future's got in store for us with Resident Evil? Well, my hopes is one of them involves Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Revelations 3. <laughs> but I'm kind of looking at the list of games, and I almost have a feeling that there should be something coming up that should have Claire in it, like how they stagger it, mm-hmm. because she hasn't been anything since Revelations 2 that I really recall, because, you know, she was mainly in that. Yeah. yeah so it just seems like it's like four to five games, and then Claire gets put into another game, whether it's something small or a big role. Yeah. Just a theory, but you know, that's what theories are. Is... Yep. These are just theories. <laughs> I hope for, I Rebecca. liked my theories the best. I'm just saying. <laughs> Boulder punching. Boulder punching and Hank. And Hank. As long as he's got the baby face. I'm done with you guys. <laughs> so here's, here's my theory. I'm going to go realistic on this. So, the codename Hank game, I think I think it is obviously a play on the name Hunk. But I think we're going to get something more than just a Hunk game. I think we're going to get an exploration of New Umbrella in this game. I think they're going to do it kind of like they did Operation Raccoon City, where you are the quote-unquote bad guys. And Hunk is going to be the main character of this one. And it's going to be exploring... How new umbrella is, you know, what BOWs they've got in store. And I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Capcom's way of introducing a new era of Resident Evil. Because as you know, after the events of Village, there's only really one way we can end this. And after that, that's that's the end. Hmm. You know, unless they create new viruses or new, you know, things. That's the end. We've linked everything together. The stories, you know, the questions are answered. There's probably like Umbrella Australia somewhere out there. <laughs> well, I mean, and, then, <laughs> and that's and that's what I'm getting at with this Hank game. I think it's gonna be the introduction of a new saga of RE games to come. Yeah, Office. Office space. Yeah. <laughs> losing it back there. So. So I'm uh, losing over over Umbrella Australia. <laughs> I'm just imagining they've had like a T virus outbreak and no one's fucking heard from them because they're just they're just cut off from the rest of the world. <laughs> I wonder how Australia's doing. It's just zombies. It's just zombies. <laughs> just zombies. We we sent out SOSs like six years ago. <laughs> oh goodness. No, but I I do I do have to agree with you, Pug. Uh, I think RE nine is going to be focused on Rose. But as we've heard talks before, I think we're going to get a lot of closures for a lot of characters. We've heard talks that the RE9 is going to be kind of like a closing point for a lot of old characters. So like Chris, Leon, Jill, Claire, all these characters that have kind of been left open. 
that's kind of what I see coming from RE9. And with the RE4 remake, I picture them trying to expand on 4 in certain aspects. Because in certain areas of 4, I will admit, the game felt a little rushed. Mm. It didn't take away from its quality. It just felt a little rushed, you know, especially through the graveyard. You're there and then you're not. You're done. You're gone. I feel like a little bit more exploration in certain areas could help the game forward. Well, I mean, the graveyard area was very small anyways. There's mm-hmm. not really exploration there. So, yeah, I just I felt like it, even though it was small and I, you know, it's understandable because the village was small and think they had a castle, which means they had to have workers here. I definitely feel like with four, they're going to go back and rewrite a few things and change a few things. Yeah. Yeah. And they even um, they've even approached the original writer, which we talked about on one of the episodes. Ariel brought it up. Hmm. They even approached him and he's like, no, nah, I'm good. Yeah, I want to come back. <laughs> so all these things are happening. We know they're happening. We just don't. <clears throat> we just don't know what direction it's going to head. So, yeah, those are our theories, uh, dear listeners of the future of RE. And that is our behind the scenes look at some of our cast members. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this extra special bonus episode and Thank you so much, Pug, for joining us. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Anytime. And uh, I truly appreciate the amazing artwork that you have coming towards us. He's working on quite a few pieces. Uh, mm. There's a, a few pieces in the works here and there, you know. <laughs> I don't like to, you know, kiss and tell, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so be on the lookout at uh, fumblingforstore.com for that merch when it drops. And... Pug, if we want to hang out with you or see some of your artwork or even purchase some of your artwork outside of the Fumbling Four Store, where can we where can we check you out? Where can we where can we meet up with you and talk? Well, I can be found on the Discord. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at the Drunk Pug Art. And if you want to buy any of my art, I have an Etsy store, which is the drunkpugart.etsy.com. Uh, at the moment, I think there's a sale going on, which should be on for the next couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm on there. Feel free to uh, DM. I do commissions as well, so anything goes <laughs> within limits. <laughs> I was gonna say, better be careful with that. Within yeah, limits. <laughs> within limits. Um, I do have to say the uh, Squid Game. I said it before, and I'll say it again. The Squid Game design you have is pretty funny. I I like it. Where is it? Uh, it's got it He's digging it up. He's digging it up. I'm digging it out. It's all bubble wraps. <laughs> oh, it's fancy. It's very fancy. We don't we don't slum it over here. Come on now. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, the squid game. Oh, very that nice. Thing. Very nice. Uh. <laughs> very very nice. Um, but I do I do do international shipping as well. So. Bingo. That's a big a big seller. <laughs> Is that it's not so, just UK only now, I'll, I'll do US. <laughs> sweet. So yeah, if you want to check out some of those, make sure you go over, check out uh Pug's art on his Instagram. You can check it out. Sometimes he posts it even in the Discord. I do indeed. Yeah. And you can definitely check it out in the merch that's coming out soon in the store. And be on the lookout too because we're going to be here soon rolling out some very special limited limited time designs 
for some very special events and or charities. So be on the lookout for that stuff. But with all that being said, again, thank you, Pug, for joining us. Thank you for having me. And until next episode, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend. Leave a comment and a review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at RE Lurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, we might have something that might interest you, stranger.